everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 493. Today we're going to take a look at Talon. This is a new two-player space combat game from GMT, and you're going to have uh, large fleets and small fleets of spaceships fighting against each other. There's even a campaign mode. Uh, so let's jump into how the game actually works. It's very interesting. You actually write on the tiles with dry erase markers, and that will kind of update the stats of your ship, but don't run away. It's actually really interesting and cool. To kind of spoil the review a little bit but let's take a look at how the game actually works and then I'll come back and tell you more what I think of it. So here you can see everything that you get in a game. You can see it comes with this very large mounted space map. It also comes with this half map here so if you're ever doing like maybe a smaller battle or if you kind of run ships off an edge you can use this to sort of readjust ships and help you with that. You can see there's a whole mess of counters here. I've got three ships out. There's ships in two factions. You've got the red Talon faction and then uh, the blue human faction. There's a, quite a stack of ships here uh, that I'll show you in a minute, but there's just a variety of these. And then on the back, there's gonna be different terrain that you can use, asteroids and planets and black holes and all kinds of cool stuff like that. Now, the first thing to notice, of course, is you actually do write on the counters, like I said. So you can see this ship here, this sacrifice. This is its power curve that you're gonna write down. So you've got its power, its speed, and then its maneuverability, so to speak. So you have a three, a three, and a one. And you know that because you can tell by the type of ship there, it's a CA. So we'll go to the Talon chart here. Look at the CA, and this is going to be right here. And you're gonna see you always start off kind of in this band. So three power, three speed, and then one turning radius. Now the speed is not actually the number of spaces that it moves. If we take a look up here, we've got this chart up here and this is a round tracker, as well as kind of a player aid telling you what you can do and kind of the sequence of the turn. But if we look here, each turn is gonna be these six impulses, A, B, C, D, and E. And you can see there's numbers. So on the first impulse it's four, five, six, and then five and six and three, and always the last one is one, two, three, four, five, six. So here we can know with this ship, because it has a power of three and a speed of three, it's going to be able to do an action or use its power anytime that there's a three. So in impulse B, D, and F, you'll be able to do one of these kind of available power actions or abilities that you can do. Now anytime that it has a three as well, you're gonna be able to move and it'll automatically move. You, you are forced to move the ship so you can actually run into your own ship sometimes and cause damage. So while we're looking at this track here, you can see we have this initiative marker here. And right now the Talon side has it. There's also the Turan side there. Uh, so it's going to start the game based on whatever scenario you're doing with a certain faction having the initiative. So you're gonna flip it to the initiative side. The Talon player in this case will take all of their actions and turns and possible movements, and then we're gonna move that over, and then the Turan side will go. You'll notice we don't actually flip this. Now you can actually, as a special ability, try to influence that initiative. So the Turan player in their turn could actually try to influence and flip that, so they actually get to go first on the next impulse and be the initiative player in that case. I'll explain that more in a minute. But you're gonna take turns oscillating. One player does their stuff, the other player does their stuff. We go to the next impulse. If the initiative has stayed the same, then the same player will go first on that initiative. You work all the way through here. Then you have kind of a quick maintenance or power phase to kind of wrap things up and then you restart and then play the next round. So let's say oh, it's the Turan player's turn. They've got these two ships in this small example here. Uh, and you can see they both have a three, three and a two. Then in this case, uh, they're gonna be able to do their power actions first and then possibly move. Now, you'll also notice that these Turan ships have these little 
little batteries here. So as a power action, you can actually take a chance and go ahead and fill in this here. Now, these markers I'm showing you aren't the ones that come with the game. I've kept these here. These have dried out on me. I've had this for about two months, but uh, from some things that I've read, uh, if you store the box sideways, which I have been with this, these will dry out no matter what you do. So it's not really a fault of the game, but I went and bought these at the Staples there. So it's pretty cheap. Uh, so you can fill that in and you can do take a power action to fill that in there. Then later on a turn when you don't necessarily have uh, you know the impulse to match your number you can spend your battery and then take a one of your power actions there and that's an ability that the Turan ships have and here you can see the available abilities that you can do with your power usage so again you could uh, actively charge a battery as one thing now the next thing you can do is do a shield reinforcement so let's put in a little example uh, counter there now if I wanted to reinforce a shield, I'm gonna look and see which impulse I'm in. So let's say we were here in impulse D and I'm using my power action, because again, remember we have a power of three, so anytime there's a three. So I'll take here and put a D and I can put this on one of my shields. So this will absorb a damage. If I take a hit here, I'll actually remove that first before marking off uh, the shield. So normally when you take damage, you'll just kind of mark off the shields like this, like so, and just mark them off like that. Uh, but if you have one of these impulses here, then it will take that hit first. Now, if you get all the way back to the next turn uh, and you get into impulse D, then this is just going to disappear. So these extra shields are only going to last a turn. So you can do that. You can actively charge a yellow box. You can see now these three boxes here, one, two, and three, these are three different weapons. And these will start off charged. So what happens is you'll have these all charged up here like so. And then as you fire them, you're gonna just erase that right there, and then you'll fire the weapon, which I'll talk about how to do in a minute. But as a power action, you can charge one of these yellow boxes like that. Now these red boxes here, these are gonna charge one at a time at the end of every turn during that power phase, which I'll talk about. So you can, for an action, charge that up, and then again, once it's full, zap it empty, and then you've now used that weapon. Now the other thing you can do is side slip and power through a turn. Basically, that's kind of queuing yourself up to do a cool maneuver, which I'll talk about when we get to movement. Whoops, I erased the numbers there, three and three. And the other thing you can do here is you can see this is the initiative one. So you can try to change the initiative or keep the initiative uh, the same. So you can spend your power action to do that. And then at the end of the impulse, you're going to then count up if there's more changes than defends, then you will change the initiative. Then the last couple things here, you, some ships will have missiles that you can fire and you can kind of guide or redirect those. And then some of the bigger ships will have these fighters that are able to be deployed out of them. And then you can kind of uh, use these actions, these power actions to guide uh, the fighters around. And if you notice, fighters don't have any shields as you take hits. You'll just remove uh, the damage here directly to the fighters themselves. You can see these boxes here. So after any ships have taken their power actions they're going to move and again ships are forced to move these are spaceships they're hurtling through space you know there's nothing resisting them they're just kind of moving along in their you know almost faster than light drives as the rule book calls it now you can turn otherwise you just be kind of coasting forward the whole time when you turn you're going to just turn one angle and then you're going to then look at your maneuver marker here so this is actually a two so if i did this and turned then I will put a marker on the ship here of a two. So you can see that little two there, maybe. 
there, that focused. All right, so we put that on a two. So that means I have to move two spaces before I'm allowed to turn again. So it's kind of just these bulky cruisers that you know have a certain amount of, of turn factor that they can do. So once this guy moves two, this will come off and then I can go one click left or right in that way. So maybe he goes here and then uh, this guy will come up here like that. And so that's simply how movement works. Now you can see here, as you kind of move faster or slower, your turn radius is gonna get slower. So this heavy cruiser here, he's got a three, three, and a one. So he's got a speed of three and a turn radius of one. So he's not gonna activate uh, that much, but as he gets a little bit faster here, he's gonna have a little hard, harder time turning. He's gotta move more spaces before he can turn again. Now, after doing your power actions and moving, then you've got a chance to fire, and all your ships can fire. It doesn't matter if you move them or not. Now, once you've taken any power actions and moved, you can shoot, as long as you have a full battery. So you can see I've filled that one in there, and I could shoot that a particular weapon. Once it's full, of course, you're going to erase it, like I said, and then you're going to take a look at the icon there. You can see these two icons there, and these two are the same, and you've got this other one. So these are going to tell you what kind of weapon that you're firing, which I'll show you in a second. And you can also see the direction. So you can fire in your forward arc and also in your side arc with these weapons. And then this guy here is only in your forward arc. So you have different types of weapons in different directions. Now, when you're looking at your arcs, uh, basically your forward arc is you take your, the hex in front of you, and then from there you kind of draw a triangle out. Or if you're in the same with the backwards arc. If you're shooting from the side, you take the two hexes and then you draw the triangle out that way. So in this case, this guy here, of course, is in our forward arc. If he was over here, then he would be in our side arc. And he, we would also be looking at his side arc, so we would be hitting him on the side. So any damage would be applied to these shields, where if he was in front, we would have more shields here, and so the damage would go there. Now if we take a look here at this icon, we can go to the chart here and say, okay, that's a phaser, and then we're gonna look at the range. It has a range of up to three. So if the hex is one, two, or three spaces away, we're gonna roll a die, see what we get here. So we got a two, and I, I believe it was two away, so it would do one damage. Now if we rolled a little bit better, or if it was closer, then we would do a little bit more damage possibly like so. And then these other ones here have a little bit different types of things. The antimatter torpedo and the wave motion guns, those are a little bit more specialized and not just like your standard laser. Now if you hit with this one, you just look at the range and if you're too close to it, you're not gonna be able to do anything. But then we look at here, you've got a good shot at hitting it at, two, at the range of two. Anytime you get a hit, you're just gonna apply four damage to it. And then the same with this wave motion gun. Uh, it'll do a displace where it'll push the ship and then also do 10 damage. And then you've also got here uh, some missiles and things like that that are going to apply. Now once, you, let's talk about damage now. So let's say we take damage here uh, to the ship. So if each point of damage is going to remove a shield if we took it to the front arc. Again, if you had a reinforced shield that would come off first. But then once this bubble fills up and then we take more damage to whatever angle we're hitting the ship on, we're going to start to fill in now these bubbles here. And so once you fill up all of these and the ship is destroyed, but some cool stuff is gonna happen as you fill these up here. You can see now, as you fill them up, you're gonna reduce power. So whatever your written power is, is gonna be reduced by one and then by two. So if, let's say I took two damage here and I'm showing a minus one. That's gonna reduce my overall uh, power there. 
but once I fill in these little burst boxes, then you're actually going to have to roll on a critical damage table. But then as you fill these up more and more and more, whatever the leftmost number is, is going to reduce uh, your power by that much. Now if we take a look here, here's the critical damage table. There you roll 2d6, and then you just apply whatever it says. You can see we have these different markers here uh, to remind us that possibly you know the ship has disabled shields or maybe be in a power loss state. Uh, there's more uh, descriptions on the back here uh, in terms of what those actually do. But then after both sides have done their impulse, again we're going to tick off uh, any of these red uh, bubbles here in the, the different guns here. And then also you can shift up your speed up or down one at this point. So in this case, this heavy cruiser could go to a speed of four and then you adjust its power curve to 242 or you could just slow it down a little bit and you do that at the end of the turn. So that's kind of your basic you know, gameplay turn structure. Now it does come with a playbook with an extended example of play. Uh, a decent chunk of scenarios as well that you can kind of dive into and they get more and more complex. You know, they add terrain and, and different sort of objectives and bases and capital ships that control the fighters and so on and different layouts. Now there is also this pan ga uh, campaign game which is very interesting. Uh, if we take a look at this chart here you can see that we have these home worlds here, a Turan home world and then a, uh, a Talon home world. And then we have these kind of different uh, front lines that we can fight on. And so we'll do different battles here and get different amounts of points to spend on top of kind of an initial setup of points to then kind of push and move these front line markers back and forth. And you can actually, uh, there's a thing you can photocopy in here to keep track of that, but it's actually a pretty good way to do this is actually use the vassal module that comes with it and then keep track of it that way and just kind of save uh, the state of it in here and then you know just play your games out here. But that's really the whole game and I just want to stress how real simple it is you know each player takes a full impulse and they go through and do activate any available power of anybody that has a matching power number there and then you move and shoot <laughs> and that's pretty much uh, the whole game. Well the other, other thing I meant to say was the side slip maneuver uh, as a power action you can put out a side slip like this and then so you can actually kind of slip without turning uh, to the left or right to kind of get around a guy. And you can also power through your turn, which I didn't mention. Uh, so if you have, let's say, a two movement left on your turn radius, you can use a power action then to reduce that. And so you kind of like, you know, you just kind of power through that turn, but you spend a little bit of extra power, basically waste that, you know, when you could be charging your weapons or, or buffing your shields or something like that. Okay, so that is Talon. And I got to say, this is a packed full of gameplay it, and it does a great job of presenting it it's not really what i expected out of the game either to be honest i thought it was going to be kind of a light kind of tactical you know easy to easy going kind of combat game and it is but then there's so much more that you can actually do with the game and the game does a good job of kind of leading you into more and more of that I wouldn't call it complexity, it's just kind of like more stuff, you know, once you start to add terrain and bases and planets and then the campaign and missiles and all that kind of cool stuff, the game does a really good job of leading you into that and making it so it's very satisfying in multiple levels. So you could sit down and just kind of build like a little squad with just points and say, you know, your five ships against my five ships and so on and just kind of play a quick game. And it's going to work awesome for that. Kind of like if you think of like an X-Wing or something like that, you can play that style of game with this or you can sit down and play a campaign maybe over multiple days even and really get into the nitty gritty of, of you know, your ships and which ships do you choose for which battles and your ships are going to come off into 
like a reserve and you maintain their stats you know and then they can go through like a repair and for the next battle and you've got certain ships that you deploy like to different planets it gets pretty involved um, but it is all very straightforward very quick and easy to play and I think at the end of the day, the thing that makes it really awesome is it's super visceral, like at every level. So even just, you know, the combat is super visceral and awesome, but even the campaign stuff is really, really neat to get into. And it really achieves all that. And this is probably like a signature of the designer. Uh, he's also done uh, Band of Brothers, which is another game. It's a World War II tactical combat game. Uh, that's really, really cool and very sort of simplistic in its mechanics. Uh, and then he's also got Space Empires 4X, which I gave like half a play, like however long ago when it came out. And, uh, you know, I, have, I need to get back to that because obviously I missed something with it because, you know, I like Band of Brothers and then I also really like this game too. Uh, but it's got a very simplistic thing. You know, you go, you take one of like possibly eight different power actions, you know, charge your batteries, uh, you know, charge your shields, do a power maneuver or whatever, and then you move and shoot. And the moving just kind of happens, right? You don't really have to think about it too much. Um, and you really try to manage the ships. And the thing that it really reminds me of uh, is the, actually the old X-Wing computer game where you're flying your ship around, sure, you're trying to be maneuverable and stuff, but the whole kind of managing like what you're doing with your ship's systems and its energy, and are you focused on shields? Are you, are you, you know, are you trying to power up your weapons faster or do like a maneuver to get in a position to find that weak point on the ship? And then once you kind of sort of layer that on top of having you know multiple ships out there it becomes very very interesting uh, and just it's one of those things where the me the mechanics themselves just like so the whole power curve idea of okay the speed isn't the number of hexes that you move it's the amount of times you can move in a turn so it is kind of the number of hexes that you can move but it just allows you to activate more and more often so you kind of swing that power curve of maybe you know shooting it very quickly bringing down your speed possibly getting more power actions more often and then you know being able to charge those weapons that much faster to get shots off or or throw up your shields and slow it down and then you know maybe kind of lure somebody in or something uh, so all of those kind of like decision points that kind of make you feel like you're at the helm of these ships or controlling this fleet are very easy and intuitive and get you right into the game uh, so I highly recommend uh, this game uh, very, very highly. I think anybody should get this game. I know it's a GMT game, so a lot of people might come at it as like, oh, it's kind of war games, it's gonna be super heavy and lots of rules and all that, and it's not. It's gonna be very quick and easy to get into. It's, you could make it a quick and easy X-Wing style of game or a big epic thing. Oh, and the other thing you can do, which I haven't really looked at, is actually use this combat system in the Space Empires uh, game, and that would probably make the Space Empire game take like a day and a half, but uh, you know, I haven't looked at that, but that's something Thing you could try out and do as well so again this is, has like a ton of just stuff in the game it's just like a toolkit you know you can play any kind of game that you really want to do as, as short or long as crazy and or simple as you really want it uh, to be um, so I would definitely uh, pick this up and it's something you could play I think also with you know sort of whatever non gamers or whatever you want to call it or it's just like let's just throw some tiles out there leave the power curve as it is and move around and shoot stuff and activate and do the power actions not worry about adjusting our curve or having you know missiles or bases or anything like that you can just really jump right in the game throw some stuff on the the board and then you're done and ready to go so anyway that's it thanks